CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just $348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi line, week two. Let's overreact, shall we? Hope you're having a great Sunday. <laughs> hey, look at him. He's laughing already. That's a good sign as we start off a Sunday show. Look at him, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. How are we feeling today? We're going to overreact today. You ready to overreact? You know, I feel pretty good. I mean, you know, we did some good research this week. I think we got a good handle on some of these games. I thought yesterday we had some hits. We had some misses. But, uh... For the most part, uh, it, it was a good day yesterday. I know Thomas was a little down and out. He oh, had a no. tough one yesterday. Yeah, he oh, had a no. tough one yesterday. But, I mean, it's good. It's good. College football was great. You know, we had a little setup outside. I don't know if you saw it. You're welcome back anytime. Thank you. Appreciate you know? that. And uh, it's good. I thought that Penn State officiating in that game was just atrocious, didn't you? Yeah, it was a little dubious, to say the least. Yeah, that crew, that crew should get on, get on double secret. You've been on the officials that. lately, though. You've been killing the officials lately. I mean, it was some of those are just some really bad. Well, I mean, Thursday night. I mean, what did you want me to do? I mean, hey. it was ridiculous. It was horrible. Scott can I Novak give you credit? Twenty. Can I can I interrupt you to give you credit? Because you were Four. sleeping during this one. Uh, how about our Bulldogs, Fresno State, forty thirty seven over a ranked we UCLA. Could, we called that. All, only bet as much as you were willing to win on that one. That was a gimme putt right there now. On the way you know, out, UCLA, we said it. On the way out, we said you, it. They're catching 11. I know. UCLA been reading their press clippings for two weeks, and Fresno State, that little that little if we can, if we can, that little train up in north. I mean, look, that was impressive. It I really mean, was impressive. How about this? 569 total yards. Uh, Hayner had a great game, 455 through the air. And I was looking because I'm watching the game. I stayed up late and I'm watching the game. I'm like, does UCLA have the ball? They didn't. They had the ball for 19 minutes, uh, time of possession, the other way, 41. So Fresno State, a huge win over a ranked team, a BYU team that upset Utah last week. Michael wow. comes back and upsets Arizona State catching three. I am O for BYU this year. I can't like, figure I am them out. O for them. I, I, I had them. them I had them covering against Arizona in the opener, lost that. I had them getting. Utah beating them, lost that, uh, you know, and then the last day I was like, Arizona State's just going to whoop them and lost that. Like, seriously. And that quarterback, Harris, is really good. Very Did you good. watch some of him? Yes. He was really good. Very I mean, good. You know, he was outstanding. He had great anticipation. He was had good rhythm to his game. I mean, that was an impressive win against Arizona State, you know, and there goes Arizona State. Everybody thought this was a program that was going to compete. 
and then all of a sudden little Fresno upsets the Pac-12 and we're off to the races. I mean, can Arizona State, who is the best team in the Pac-12? I, I thought maybe it was Arizona State. Now USC goes up and just destroys Washington State. And then, you know, Washington comes back and beats a bad Arkansas State team. So I don't know who's the best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, Jackson Dart had to replace Kadon Slovis, who got injured in the game. I'll tell you this. There Jackson are Dart's pretty good. He is if actually pretty good. I mean, that kid's going to play for a long. I mean, if Slovis comes out, they've got quarterbacks coming. I mean, that kid was really good yesterday. If I'm a fresh, if I'm a high school senior, I don't know if I want to go to SC because I'm not playing in front of him. <laughs> it doesn't bode well for Clay Helton that they have talent oozing out of them and they just could, they couldn't win. Now, a couple things. One, there are more people in the studio right now than there were at Hard Rock to see Miami lose to Michigan State. He may have some, Tucker may have something there because they're doing something. Peyton Thorne, the quarterback's playing well. I talked about the running back, the, the, the transfer from Wake. Uh, this is uh, seven. They were catching seven, a 38-17 whooping on Miami. Manny Diaz is gone. That program is at the bottom right now. Yeah, you know, I mean, Patrick, look, it's a remember when program. And, you know, they they remember when Jimmy was there. They remember when they were winning Dennis Erickson and all that. And, and I just think to me, You've got to really, I think you've got to do a really good job when you're there. You've got to be able to coach. You've got to be able to demand excellence, and you've got to be able to get the athletes to play at the level that they're capable of playing at. And I think that's a big issue. You know, the one thing I said this, somebody was texting me yesterday, and I mentioned this on the air. I mentioned it to him. There is such a difference. There's a huge difference that no one really sees the average fit between pro coaching and college coaching. There's a that's it's a wide wide a step gap. down in it's quality. Wide, you're saying there's a wide gap. Yeah, there's a huge gap, and and you see it. And sometimes you know these programs that that have good coaching, you can see the difference in their programs, and you can see them when they don't. Where's Al Golden when you need him? Paging Al Golden, he won some games Paging at my. How about I mean, that? Look, I mean, I think Miami's one of those schools, though. It's interesting. Miami will pay. Miami will pay to get rid of a coach, but they don't pay to get the facilities going. And that they have, as you just said, there were 10 people in Hard Rock, and they're like Temple. They get nobody to support the program at the games. They don't have a home field advantage. I know it's it's a little it's 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 a drive for them to get there. About, I get it, but go ahead. Can we go back over the bottom ten again? I mean, did we make some money for some people on the bottom ten? I thought that you were, that was the lead Cash story. I, I mean. Cash at Temple. Thank you very much, Temple. What else did we hit yesterday? There was another one we hit. Oh, oh, Old Dominion. We hit ODU. on that one. Liberty. Right. Good cut. Hey, yeah, I mean, you said Hugh Freeze I'm was going to roll. He did. I'm not saying you have to bet all the bottom ten. I'm just saying let's pick two or three. And we did a bad job for you as the listener of targeting. Like, this is the bet you should make. Next week, I promise you, when we go through the bottom ten, I'm going to say, look, bet this one and bet that one because it. there's too much money to be made in that bottom 10. I think you're right. It's like, you're like, you're like the Beverly Hillbillies, you know, when you stuck gold, Texas tea right there, it's coming right up. It's coming right up, my man. Winners. They closed 14 in the swamp, Bama. I guess they kept it close. I saw Florida kids celebrating because they kept it close. 31-29 winner for Bama. They didn't cover, but they do beat 11 Florida uh, in the swamp. I mean, it's just what they do. Execution late for Saban's team. Bryce Young's a stud. What's new? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was a great game to watch, though. I it mean, really it was. was. And I, I, I mean, and I thought that, you know, uh, Florida ran the ball effectively. And there was some – and then Nick was complaining after the game about mental assignments on defense. But, you know, one thing about the difference between Saban and Belichick is is it, there's a lot of difference between them, especially on the defensive side. Bill wants it simple and clear. Nick wants to check and get it to a point where everybody's into the right play. you got to check for this and check for that. Both work really well. Both are the greatest coaches I've been around. I'm not disputing that. However, sometimes when you're playing on the road, those checks and those adjustments that he wants to make on defense doesn't get communicated, and there lies the problem. That's why I like Florida yesterday only because of that, because of the crowd and all that, and it's young, it's early in the season. Now, here's the beautiful thing about it, if you're an Alabama fan. Nick will get it fixed, mm -hmm. and it'll get taken care of. There's no doubt. 
Emory Jones played the whole game. They didn't mix in Anthony Richardson. I thought Jones played well in the second half for Florida they under did. center. I really, he was very effective on the run on the move accurate in the second half. Not so in the first half Richardson's that hammy must be upsetting him. Cause you want to bring him in to kind of mix it up a little bit, but uh, look, this is, this shouldn't be this way for Florida. Meaning I saw the kids celebrating after the game. You got to beat Alabama. You're at home. This is a huge spot for you. Yeah. Mullins really resurrected that program and you got to yeah, win this I game. You got I mean, that's what I said yesterday on the air. You, you've been recruiting the same kids they're recruiting. Why exactly. can't you beat them? Exactly. You know, you, you got to be able to beat them. I, I agree with you, Patrick. Okay. Michael, uh, three Oklahoma. They're going to drop oh, the back other a bottom. Bit. The yeah, other bottom ten, the other bottom ten team that that cashed yesterday for us. Oh, it just hit hit on the top of my tongue. I was just watching it. Oh, 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 Iowa State, UNLV. Thank That's, you very much. Whoa, whoa, Arroyo may want to check it because I've heard that he's good offensively. That they're going to be, they may be at the very bottom of your basement next week. UNLV cannot move the football. I mean, they can't even a semblance of moving a modicum. Uh, it's, it's just not it's happening. Bad. It's, it's bad. It's not it's bad. It, it, uh, and, and, and you were transitioning before I rudely interrupted no, you into okay. the Oklahoma. I, I mean, I am really disappointed in Oklahoma. Gross. Struggle to be Tulane. You know, didn't cover. I thought they would just. I thought Oklahoma and Ohio State would show up. How good is Ohio State? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Tulsa, you know, Tulsa lost to, to, to Cal Davis. Didn't they lose to Cal Davis? Am I right? Yeah, I think they did. Yeah, they did. I of mean, course. I mean, and, and, they, and Oklahoma, 23-6. I mean, come on now. Hey, Michael, the Sooners, so they beat two non-conference FBS opponents by a combined 12 points, right? And yeah. they were favored by a combined 53 in those two games. So this has been an Oklahoma team where it's like we're expecting more offensively. That's got to be the worst output in Lincoln Riley's uh, tenure there at Oklahoma yesterday. That was dreadful. They better be careful going in the Southeast conference. I agree. They better be careful because when they're in the, when they're in the big 12, they, they walk to the finals. You know, they don't play like they're a good team, but they get there. Right. But now they're not, they're not going to be able to hide. They're not going to be able to hide. And I'll tell you what, Lane Kiffin's got a good team down there. I mean, he walked, he put it all over Tulane. Matt Corral. I mean, cause he the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman. He might be. Tell me who is it. I mean, I'm sure everybody's going to want to give it to Bryce young, but how about Matt Corral? A 23-16 win for your Sooners. I'm just going to make them your Sooners now. They held off Nebraska. Uh, just ugly. Uh, we have to also, if we're talking ugly, how about your boy DJ and Clemson? Six Clemson had to, a goal line stop to beat a horrible Georgia Tech team, 14-8. Yikes. Yeah. What happened to my quarterback at Georgia Tech? Did he get hurt? I mean, the, the, the kid that played last you year, you loved him last year. Oh my gosh. You couldn't stop talking about him last year. I'm, I know I got to go search for him. I, I, I wanted to do that before the show, but I'll get back to that. We'll, we'll get back to that in a minute. Um, but Clemson, you have thoughts on just, it's an adjustment. It's post Trevor. It's an adjustment, but DJ it's Trevor, it's DJ post all these players. Yeah. They post all these players. It's not as easy, right? You know, just because you recruit a top five player, a five-star player, doesn't mean he's going to play. You got to make him play like a five-star. You know, I mean, when we get them, it's like New England today. New England signed all these players in the offseason, right? They spent all this money. They, it, it's, and Belichick knows this better than anybody. He's got to get those guys to play at the level that he paid them. That's what we got to do. New clock, who this? That's quick. We're going to come right back, Michael Lombardi. Man, that was quick. That was oh, my good. God, that was Some quick. We barely fun had college coffee. football. I mean, I just yeah. got my coffee. That was a little, I just got mine. Do you have your coffee? I'm sure Thomas Gable hooked you up. When we come back, let's overreact. NFL week two here, Lombardi line, VSIN, the sports betting network. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. All right, football season is here. BetMGM Sports, Nevada's premier sports betting app. Has all your favorite wagering options. Go in-game betting, boosted on special. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino. Bring your status sheet ID, and you're going to be ready to go. Got to be 21 years or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. He's on the throne. Michael Lombardi hanging out at the Borgata. It's just, it's awesome to be back with you here on Visa and the Esports Betting Network. As I, I don't know, man, I, I was driving in. I'm like, it's only week two. We've got so much Love more it. to go. And so good. Again, so good. We're no going to learn to, a lot today. No need to We're play week two. Today. Because we already yeah. know who's in the Super Bowl. We already know what's happened uh, after week one. <laughs> uh, Jeff uh, Sims, Jeff Sims the was Eagle. the quarterback, by the way. Jeff right. Sims, the, Georgia Tech. And he was hurt, and he had an injury. Yep. So, obviously, uh, you know, Patrick, we don't have to. The Eagles are in the Super Bowl. If you just oh, done. ask anybody done within deal. 10 feet of me, it's done. They're, they're in. The parade's already been organized. They're in the Super Bowl. Everything's great. Hey, quickly, um, last week I had issues with my Doppler, my weather uh, radar. Uh, today, uh, Jeezy tripped over the cord, unplugged it. <laughs> I plugged it back in. So I can tell you that we do have some worrisome weather down south. You always talk about humidity. We're not worried about the heat. We're worried about the sticky sticky, right? So there's going to be big time humidity for Bills Miami. Let's start there. Get right spot for the Bills, Michael. This is huge. Yeah, I mean, everybody just thinks the Bills are going to turn this on. And last week when you watched the tape, I mean, my, you know, Pittsburgh did a great job. They play zone, they didn't blitz. And Josh Allen was willing to, you know, be patient, but he didn't make the throws that he needed to make. He wasn't really precise with his accuracy. And so, you know, therefore, there was a couple negative plays. They did a really good job. Pittsburgh did an outstanding job of rushing Josh Allen. They got a lot of pressure from Melvin Ingram coming over the left side against the left tackle. They got a lot of pressure on the right side against Darrell Williams. I mean, Deion Dawkins, the left tackle, struggled. Feliciano is the weak link in this offensive line. You can attack him, and people have been able to put a good inside interior rusher over him. It happened in the conference championship game. It was all for the world to see. Miami did a really good job last week of hitting Mac Jones. They didn't sack Mac Jones because he got rid of the football, but they gave him a beat, and the boy was bruised after this one. So Miami's going to have to rush him exactly the same way. This Miami defensive front doesn't have an elite rusher, but they have the ability to control the pocket, and I think they're going to play more zone than they did last year. When they lost that game in Buffalo at the end of the season, I think they gave up 50-some points. They played man. You can't play man. you got to have to play some zone. Make Josh Allen make throws. 
force him to be accurate with the football. And then, conversely, you've got to be able to run the ball right at this Buffalo defense. And you can run the ball at this Buffalo defense. When they have Matt Milano inside, Matt Milano is a really good player, but he played safety at Penn State. He's a safety. He's a little man in there. And as I've often said, quoting the great Buddy Ryan, there's a place in football for the little man. It just ain't in front of the big man. And you can run the football on Buffalo, especially when they want to play their quarter when they want to play their quarters or they want to play cover two. You can really attack them inside. Miami can control the pace of this game. I like Miami as long as you get that half hook. I like Miami today. I think the fourth quarter they can turn this game around because of their ability to withstand the heat and humidity. Humidity down there, it's also going to rain, 70, 70% chance, not 71%, 70% chance of rain down in Miami. Well, when they say it's going to rain in South you know, look, as the great Bill Berman once said, it's summertime, you're going to get an afternoon shower, okay? So the reality of it is Quite it's South Florida. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> a very, a very prolific, you know. <laughs> What the hell was that? Very pro- <laughs> oh, he told me that every yes. you know every time we're talking about having outdoors, he says, "I said, well, it looks like rain," and he gave me the lecture. Well, look, it's summertime; You're it might rain it. in the okay, afternoon. Gotcha. You're well, going to get okay. Happy birthday! I got bro. it. A happy birthday! And so I think you're going to, you know, obviously it's South Florida. You're going to get some rain. Okay, so Miami's lost five straight meetings to Buffalo. They're two and three ATS in that span. Let's discuss this. I'm not laying the hook. You can't lay, you cannot lay three and a half here. It's a heavy, it's a a heavy number on the road. It's a field goal game, right? Everybody's jumping the bills though, Patrick. Uh, Everybody's all over the bill because here's where I think people make the big mistake. I don't think we should call this overreaction weekend. I think we should call this remember when weekend because people want to remember their team from last year. I'll tell you another remember when game is Baltimore, Kansas city. Everybody thinks Baltimore is going to go back to the Baltimore from last year. Everybody thinks Buffalo's going back to the Buffalo from last year. And you've got to be able to get there. You've got to play like it last year, right? You've got to be able to play like that from last year. You just don't automatically get back there. You just don't turn the switch and, okay, we're going to be the Buffalo offense from last year. Now, it might happen. It might. But don't confuse last year with this year is my point. Okay, a couple of things. One, we're going to get to that game. I have injury updates on Baltimore, which I know that you're very concerned about. The Dolphins could get roughed up a little bit here on the ground. Remember, last week, 30 carries, 125 on the ground. Time of possession was dominated by New England. You thought New England should have won that game. We'll, we'll, let's just oh, say New that. England just gave, New England gave the game away. I mean, there's no doubt. New England gave the game away. And, and they dominated the offensive line. Now, look, but Miami gets Austin Jackson back at left tackle. I don't know if that's a help or not, but he's going to be better than who they played last week with. So that'll certainly help them. You know, but this Miami offensive line's got to do a good job of protecting Tua, and they've got to run the football with some bounce. Will Fuller's not going to play, but I'm telling you, Parker and Gillespie are really good players, and they get they get after. Buffalo doesn't have safeties that can just take Gillespie out of the game, and they do a nice job with throwing the ball to where Tua can throw the football. It's flats and crossers. And, you know, and I think with, with, with uh, Waddle and then with Adams, I mean with Parker and – you know, they have enough skill to give Buffalo some trouble. If I think it's a close game. I think it's a I field agree. goal game. I think, Buffalo, I, I think Buffalo wins, but I think it's a field goal game. If you're holding a Buffalo's future tickets, like the one thing we're concerned about, and you saw it last week, that offensive line is basic. So here's my question for you. Can the Dolphins take advantage like the Steelers did of a pretty basic offensive line that you can push around? Oh, you could push them around. I mean, really, it starts up front. And I think when you look at when you look at what Miami was able to do, Miami was able to power the pocket back. And every time they ran a stunt, the Patriots were not good at being able to be strong on the stunt and flatten the strut out. They were able to get penetration on their movement. And that caused some problems for Mac Jones, and he got hit way too much. You know, so I think this is what they're going to have to do. Look, here's the other thing I think it's really critical. You've got to be able to tackle the big fellow in the pocket. I mean, Pittsburgh had them a couple times, and they couldn't tackle them. Now, Pittsburgh got bailed out because they got a lot of holding calls against this Buffalo offensive line. But that's what you're going to have to do. They're going to have to be able to pressure, play some man behind it, play some zone behind it, but get some pressure on them, and then you've got to get them on the ground. You can't let him run around back there. He's going to make his plays, but you've got to get him on the ground. That hook's not going anywhere, by the way. Open three and a half. No. Both, it's sitting three they don't and want to half. give you it to it. you, do It's they? painted across the board. No, 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 no. Uh, I'm you, looking at it right you now. May they have don't the want to give it to you. Looks like Buffalo's getting bet huge. 
Um, Buffalo. I mean, Thomas told me this morning that it's all all the money's coming in on Buffalo. If you're on the Buffalo side, you're on the side of the public. It's an up-down league, and the public generally bets that way. Well, that, that that's my point about remember when weekend. I mean, everybody just thinks Buffalo's going to go down there and just turn it on because that's what they did last year. But we know this. South Florida, the state of Florida in September is not an easy venue. It's not. It's not an easy place to play. That heat, the humidity, it wears on you, your teams. I mean, I can remember when the Eagles played, when, excuse me, the Bears, when the Bears were really good that one year uh, with Nagy and they won all those games. They went down there in the fourth quarter. Miami wasn't even any good and they beat them. You know, Khalil Mack couldn't rush the passer. They had no juice. You get tired running around down there. The juice, juice, man. The juice. Speaking of juice, he's going to Pittsburgh. The juice is in Pittsburgh. Speaking of Raiders, your boy Brian Rogers is here. He's going to play running back today. Uh, Yeah, I know. He's you know what he does. He lurks. He's a manager, so he's a lurker. That's what he does. We don't like when they're here. I mean, I think it was awesome. I mean, this guy just picked up. He came right in. You need a producer, Ben. You need he's a producer? Yeah, I mean, he's hey, listen, this yeah, is management team, sitting in the seat. Team player. Uh, team player. Josh Jacobs out for the Raiders. We'll get to them. By the way, temperatures today, No, all kidding aside, going to be in the 90s with like 70% humidity. So it is It is going to – and you've seen that total tick bills 48 down to 47 and a half. So we've come back just a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, look, I think it has to be a 17. I think it's going to be a 2017, 23-20 type game. I, I think that's really what, if Miami's going to win it, that's the way they have to win it. Like New England last week, 17-14. Okay, James Bond, let's get it ready. Uh, teams, we're looking for teams to avoid an 0-2 start. You know a team that is 0-2, that's the Giants. And Michael Lombardi, M. Lombardi NFL tweeted this earlier this week because we're talking about the two-hour tour or is it a three-hour tour let's go ahead and throw that up there there it is 18 and 49 since this lovely three-hour tour and as we mentioned michael we did find the captain of that boat and we can go ahead and throw that up as well because Bill Berman in his yeah, captain's Yeah, he was on hat. that ship. Yeah, there he is. There That's he is. Right. There and he, he tweeted, at Berm Bill, I remember that day fondly with the Giants on the boat. <laughs> Great group of guys, but didn't seem very focused on football. Freaking William Berman is a legend. Uh, it's unbelievable. Him and him and our man, him and our man Carl from from the, the Beau Rivage. I mean, we got to get them together, get in their own segment. I mean, that, those two could be power brokers. Done. Done. And t- next week, we're actually going to, s- I cannot wait to see Carl Johnson. If he doesn't h- sit there with a gin gimlet, that's going to be an issue. I mean, Carl, Carl took a beating on Auburn yesterday. Let's just say that he took a beating on that one. He was giving Penn state no credit yeah, because they were North of the Mason Dixon hey, line. He win, was giving them no you win credit. Some, you lose some <laughs> when you're Carl Johnson, you know, this, when we come back, teams looking to avoid an own to start probability, making the postseason not high. We'll co- continue week two NFL here. Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. This football season, the best season of your life when it comes to wagering, because we've got you covered at vsin.com slash subscribe. Start your VSIN free trial today. Get full access. So here's what you get everything 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, ticket percentages, every game, vsin.com data and analysis. All for 22 bucks, man. I'm telling you, I had a friend sign up yesterday. He said it's awesome. He just keeps it up on his screen, minimizes it. He's good to go. So will you. Uh, we welcome you. Hi. Hope you're having a great Sunday. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the vsin studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi. How's the uh, vibe there at the Borgata? I think it's going to be a busy one here, Patrick. You know, it starts early here. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have an early morning feel yet, but you could tell people are starting to come in, sit down, get their seats. It's going to be a packed house that's sold out here. So there'll be, a, and there's a lot of good one o'clock games. Let's face it. There's a ton of good one o'clock games. So I think we're going to have a pretty good crowd in here today. Great spot. If you're in the area, come, come back to the BetMGM book here. It's tremendous. I, told, I wrote down my favorite one o'clock game, and I know it's one you're interested in as well. Uh, I heard you pick it with the dog. You like the Colts. So the Rams are at the Colts, 1 o'clock. I love this game. I think it's a good spot for the Colts, to be honest with you. Well, they get Eric Fisher back today. You know, most people felt like Eric Fisher was going to go on PUP, the left tackle who played with the Chiefs last year and tore his Achilles tendon in that in that Buffalo playoff game and kind of really affected the Chiefs season after that. Uh, they get him back today. He's going to start at left tackle for Julian Davenport. That's critical. Now, they're going to have to help them, obviously. They're going to have to give them some, some help. But, but I think that this will, will allow them to 
half ability to keep running the football, control the clock. I thought the Rams were not great on defense last week. I think if you watch the tape of that game, yes, they made big plays offensively. Yes, their offense looked great. However, you know, Andy Dalton was 71% completions. They ran the ball for over 100 yards with David Montgomery on the road. I think the Colts, this is one of those, this is one of those where we got to have this game. And I think the Colts getting that half a hook, I think that's critical. I like home dogs. Miami's a home dog. I like these home dogs today because I think that half hook is going to be really important. You know, the Colts, and you see the number. I, I got a couple of books at four. The Rams are laying three and a half in a total of 48. They're dealing with crucial injuries. We know this. T.Y. Hilton, Xavier Rhodes already ruled out, Michael. Um, but you, like you said, it's a big spot for the Colts. And I, I, I was talking to somebody. They said, I don't know if the Rams showed much of their playbook against the Bears. I, that's not my concern. My concern would be the defense for the Rams. Yeah, I, I think, look, I mean, anybody, they didn't hold anything back. I mean, they shouldn't have the ball enough. I mean, the Rams just didn't have the ball That's enough right. to show anything more. I mean, they were, let me say this to you. Week one, you're not holding anything back. You want to win the game. And, and I think that, you know, what, what happened in that game was, I think, you know, they were not able to get control. There was too many positive plays on first down for the Bears. And that's Frank Wright's specialty, is to create, is to get ahead of the down and distance. And Wentz has got to play better. I think Wentz was good, not great in that game. He made a couple mental mistakes, and I thought his eye level was down. But they have enough skill. Paris Campbell's got to come through for T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton wasn't great last year for them. And they've got to get the ball to Michael Pittman. They've got to get the ball to Michael Pittman, but it starts up front. They've got to help the left tackle. Davenport's not in. Fisher will play there. I think playing at home, I think this will help them. We'll see Matthew Stafford, how he handles. I think they'll get some pressure on this Rams offensive line. Yeah, 28-16 loss to the Seahawks to open up the year. But again, they stay there in Indy. Late night Sunday Rams. I don't know if that really matters, but I just, again, avoid 10 o'clock start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's look, the one thing I think the Rams will know, Eberflus has got to change up his defense a little bit. He's going to have to give some problems to McVay because if he lines up and tries to play his basic stuff, it's going to be, and they've got to win the game with their front. The one thing the Colts have with their defensive front, with Buckner inside, they have quickness, and they can pressure Stafford. Remember, if you go 0-2, now this is 16-game season, now we're 17. The probability of making the postseason a little over 11%. So we're trying to avoid that team like the Colts. And you like Reich. Reich's a good coach. This is a team that, uh, to me, primed for a bounce back. And it really has nothing to do with whether they win or lose. Look, you see the total right there, three and a half as far as the side. I, I, I think that hook, just like down in Miami, is dangerous. I think, look, you look, Jalen Ramsey's great, right? I think there's no doubt. But I think there's places to attack this Ram defense, and I think Reich will find it. And I think the Colts will play well today. I think Wentz has got to be able to make plays with his feet and arm. And, he's got, and everybody, one thing about what happens when you lose week one, especially when you lose at home, you get everybody's focus and attention. And I think that that's what the, I think that's what the Colts have. I think the Colts and the Patriots are two teams that probably shouldn't have lost their opener but did. And it allows the coach to refocus them. You like Mike Vrabel as a head coach, not necessarily a coordinator. Well, he this is a big spot for Vrabel in Tennessee. Yeah. Now, this is a later game, but I did want to touch on it because we're talking about that get right theme. Uh, Tennessee embarrassed in week one. They head to Seattle. and Seattle opened six. I got a couple of books at six and a half. You can still find a six if you're looking to lay Seattle. Uh, but this is a huge spot for the Titans. It is, but I mean, look, the Titans are a team that, you know, look, that Bud Dupree's questionable whether he plays or not. I don't know, but this is a, t this is a kind of game where this is Tennessee typically plays well. They've got to find a way to get their ground game. They got behind in that game. The skill of Arizona gave them trouble. Murray gave them trouble in the pocket. Not that Russell Wilson's not going to give them trouble. I'm not suggesting that. But I think this is a little bit of a long, a, a long line here. I think that Tennessee's got to play better. I think Vrabel's a good coach, and this is the perfect setting. You're going to go into a hostile environment. You've got to be able to run, run Ryan. You've got to be able to ride Derrick Henry and create some matchups for you. I mean, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones have got to make plays in this game. And Taylor Lewan's not going to play as bad as he did last week. I think that this is a good spot if you like Tennessee. I think Tennessee in the points is a pretty good play. I think six is a lot. So it gets up to six and a half. I, I had this game as a four-point game. You know, the Titans 0-4 ATS their last four games overall. The question for the Titans today, you mentioned, I see Bud Dupree listed as questionable. You never know with these injury reports. 
Um, but again, he is listed as questionable. What did you see or didn't you see from Derrick Henry in week one? Well, he got behind and couldn't get going. You know, they couldn't get it going. And I think the power of the, uh, of the Cardinals off a defensive front, you know, they got, in, they got in negative situations too often. You know, you get behind the down and distance and it's a challenge. And I think there was a little bit of a challenge for Todd Dowling, the new offensive coordinator. You know, it, it, Tannehill had to come out of his play-action pass game. This will be a different game. They'll know what they're going to get front-wise. They'll know what they have to handle. And I don't think the matchup in terms of the Seattle defensive front is going to be as, as intense as it was last week when, when they played when they played against the Arizona defensive front. And something you've discussed, look, you can talk about Jones and the addition to the wide receiver. He essentially replaces Corey Davis, right? The big miss for them is Arthur Smith. It's going to take a while to figure out that rhythm of the dance there on offense. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of time, and it's going to take some time to get this defense coordinated right. Look, I, I think this. They signed Bud Dupree, and Pittsburgh signed Melvin Ingram. And I'm watching Melvin Ingram rush last week against Buffalo, and I'm thinking, you know, this is classic Pittsburgh. They let a guy go. They get a guy for cheap, and he ends up maybe playing better than Bud Dupree. This is a big year for John Robinson, the general manager of the Titans. This team, every free agent signing, and he's got to come through on these. You know, and they draft Colin Farley, the kid from Virginia Tech in the first round. Is he going to play? Can they get anything out of him? Critical. Jadoris Jenkins has got to play at a higher level. They're second to everybody. Look, the Tennessee's another one of these teams, and I think Vrabel's a good head coach. Tennessee's another one of those teams where they've got to play good today. He's got to focus his team, and I think he will. I think Vrabel has a really good command over the team. Just the fact that he went after Julio for being stupid in that game, I think he understands how to get this team ready to play. How do you envision this playing out? You got a big total of 54 contrasting trends. The total has gone under an eight of Seattle's last 10. Remember defensively, they really played well towards the end of the year last year. They did uh, Seattle. And then, but they really did uh, conversely, Michael, the total's gone over in 12 of the last 17 for the Titans. The Titans are an over team because of that defense. Yeah, because they have to be, they have to be, they can't, they have no, they have no defense. They had, they have to be, I think this is a game where the Titans must control the ball 34 minutes. They've got to limit Russell Wilson's time. I, do I think Seattle wins the game? Yeah, I probably do. Do I think it's a field goal game? Yeah, I, I do. But I think the Titans will play well. A double digit, you know, also the Titans in this spot, double digit loss at home. They've covered in five of their last seven. I don't know if that means something to you, but they were embarrassed. So, and you, you even saw Vrabel calling out Julio Jones, which, you know, it, it just kind of said, look, the Jones signing to me is a little bit of not lipstick on a pig type situation, but that last thing they needed was more skill outside. They need a defense. Yeah. They need defense and they, well, they, you know, they signed Bud Dupree, you know, they signed Janoris Jenkins, you know, they've got to get some production. Look, when you miss, they miss with a draft. I mean, remember the offensive lineman that they drafted from Georgia, he's not even in the league and he never played for him. And Dupree injury, Dupree coming off the injury now banged up again. I, I, I don't know. It's the Titans off. You, you talked about it more than anybody. The defense was historically bad last year. Historically bad. Yeah. It's got to get better. And today it's got to start that way. And that was even with my guy, Jadavion Clowney, which is a surprise. Yeah, uh, the greatest of all time. Well, some would say goat. That's an acronym. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hey, by the way, in case you're concerned, wipe the sweat off your brow. Billy B, you know, William Berman, uh, the conductor, yeah. he's checked in with his play of the day. So I'll read that a little bit later. You cool. With okay, that? great. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I, I'm sure he probably you can, wants a graphic with his picks too. You, know? <laughs> you can sleep tonight knowing that we got Bill's pick coming up next. Your boy, Josh Applebaum's going to join us. Mr. Market insights. He was, how about the picture of John Denver? He texted us yesterday. My gosh, was he, yeah, yeah he texted us John Denver, but he didn't text us to Washington state Pullman. You know, he he's didn't next. Send that he's one. next. Josh Applebaum. <laughs> CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. 
I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Thank you, Brent. VSEN 200 is the code over at BetMGM, the king of sports books. You bet $10, you win $200. Pretty good deal, huh? Free bets. New customers sign up. Anybody scores a touchdown today, you're going to win the 200 bucks. Can't beat that. I mean, check it out. Look, BetMGM.com. Download the app. Got to be 21 years or older. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Country road, take me home. That was the flat. I know. Can you? I mean, honestly, he was flexing on us. I know, but we never flex when we have the law. I mean, like, I don't talk about the wins. I mean, because there's (laughs) losses in there, too. Yeah, you can talk about those wins. Yeah. To the place. place. I belong. He got Go so ahead, lucky, Josh. West Virginia. Josh, you got so you got so lucky. Those Coke machines, you got so lucky. You got second and goal from the four, and they can't get the ball in the end zone. You got lucky. Virginia Tech's kicking themselves right there. They had that game one. Josh Applebaum, and, Market Insights, of course, <laughs> yeah. joins us here. Uh, a little flex from you, no big deal, right, Josh? Hi. Well, I'm just a John Denver fan, guys. Any chance I get to play Country Roads, uh, yes. take me home. I mean, it just it brings me back. I'm from the boonies of Western Mass and the Berkshires. I mean, I feel like home. I have, it's a kindred spirit to West Virginia. But I think the teachable moment there, guys, and again, definitely out lucky. Tried to give it away late. But the whole point there is, guys, anytime in college football, especially when you see something that makes zero sense, I love it just in terms of uh, an unranked home favorite against a ranked team where public automatically loads up, says, give me the points there, yet. Why did that uh, that home favorite open as a favorite if they were unranked? And again, everyone falls in love with that that number, that either one-digit or two-digit number, the ranking in front of a team. It creates such public bias. It's always fishy when I see an unranked contrarian home favorite versus a ranked team. Michael, John Denver was with us in spirit there to get that WVU win and cover. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I had my man Dominic and Mikey watching it down <laughs> yeah. there, and they're like, they're like, uh, peak, this isn't going to work, you know? Like, this isn't very good, uh, you know? Like... They didn't like the play selection on Virginia Tech, and neither did I. I hate when you run sprint out to the right. But, look, yeah, I mean, I think it hit a system match, and, you know, you got to get the, those those going through there. But I think the one real lesson is that the book is not stupid, right? And so the book doesn't care about who's ranked and who isn't ranked. So if the book made Virginia, West Virginia a favorite, they thought they were better, and they proved to be the better team when they won. They executed at the end of the game. Yeah, your grandson, Dominic, always critical of offensive schemes. Uh, yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, he keep does. I mean, he's yeah, his father better perform today, or he's going to catch a wrath when he comes home. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> 
and I saw the dogs. I saw Bella and the dog that <laughs> I can't remember the name. Oh, Lana, <laughs> Lana, they're dressed to the kill. They're dressed to the nines. They're ready to go. I mean, like, you know, we know who they're rooting for. Josh, very important, and Michael and I have been kind of joking about this, but overreaction to week two. Important not to do that. Michael constantly talks about in a vacuum, focusing on week to week, game to game. Let's talk about heading into some of the storylines week two NFL. Yeah, I think you guys are totally right. Your convo so far on the show, I think, is spot on. You know, we went into week one, dogs, dogs, dogs. And this dog trend, really, it, it's something I use all year, but it's really good in September. We've been through this quite a bit. Uh, you know, all, all these teams are optimistic, healthy, feeling good. We don't know who's good and who's bad yet. So grabbing points, we saw dogs go 13-4 and four ATS so far uh, with another win there and cover with the, with the G-men and a tough loss there Monday night. But here's the thing, guys. I think the theme today, as you mentioned, is overreaction week. So uh, we have one game sample sizes for all these teams. So all the narratives we had in our head of over the summer, this team's great, this team's terrible, uh, that's all shifted based on your one game sample. And we know that even if you're a better and you have a great day or a terrible day, when you have an awesome day, you're probably not as good as that. But when you have a terrible day, you're probably not as bad as that. It's somewhere in the middle so we can capitalize on this public bias here. Before we get into all these games, guys, real quick, one trend that Michael and I talked about uh, on the show throughout the week, double-digit September dogs. We have a lot of big dogs today, guys, uh, who, again, so far 13-4 ATS. But if you're getting double digits, 10 or more, in a September game uh, over the last decade, you're 49-37 and 37 ATS, 57% against the number here, guys. That would match with Atlanta, also a divisional game, getting the big points against Tom Brady. Houston, plus 13.5. Uh, everyone loading up there on the Browns. Buying low, still thinking Houston's terrible, but maybe they're better than we think. And then Detroit, a gross hazmat play Monday night. That's another big dog there. But for this overreaction play, guys, first one I have for you, Michael, the Rams and in, in the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Uh, this is the, kind of the ultimate buy low, sell high spot where you know we all saw the Rams on prime time take care of business, roll over Chicago, 34-14, cover the minus 9.5. Whereas the Colts, they look pretty bad at home. They lose 28-16. They're a plus 3 dog there. The other thing, guys, is if a team covered for you last week, Public's going to ride them again. If they didn't cover, they're going to probably bet against these teams. But, Michael, what I like about this one for the Colts, not just the buy low, sell high, but everybody's betting the Rams in this spot. I think they feel like this line opened way too low. But as you mentioned, the book's not dumb. Their numbers have this opening at four, and the market has taken it down to three and a half at some shops. So, to me, that's a good line move there on, uh, on the Colts here, buy low at home. Also, Michael, sometimes it's difficult historically. West Coast teams going Eastern for a one o'clock game kind of screws up your body clock. So what do you think, Michael? It looks way too low, but I love this fishy line. I'm going to go Colts here plus the points. What do you think? Can they keep it close at home? Well, I like the Colts here today, Josh. I really do. I think I think the Colts will play better than they did last week. I think the movement of their defensive front will create some problems for the Rams, and I think that you could take advantage of the Rams' defense. you got to stay away from Ramsey. you got to be able to block Donald inside, and you got to run the ball. I mean, Montgomery ran the ball for 100 yards last week against them, and, and really, I don't think they used Montgomery. The, the Bears didn't use Montgomery enough. Now, the Bears gave up big plays, and I think you've got to limit that. And I think that's the one thing the, Bear, the, the Colts' defense doesn't do is give up big plays. They did last week to lock, to lock it, especially at the end of the half. That was a 14-10 to 10 game. With the, with the Colts having a chance to, to convert a third and one and they didn't do it, the next thing you know, they're down 21-10 to 10 at halftime, and it got behind, and that became a problem. But I do. I think the other thing that interests me in this game is I always like, and, and, it, and I, have, I don't go with this on betting, but I like, I like a low ticket count with a high money count. And I think that's what you have here. You have the Colts only get 31% of the tickets in and they get 47% of the money. I like that kind of scenario. I'm always in favor of low, low ticket, high money. And you just brought a smile to Josh's face saying that. My gosh, you two, you two are you. Hey, rent, get a room, you two. Uh, yeah, so the magic you, words. you generally don't see it's it's uncommon. Well, it's, it's not that it's an absolute, but these doubles in week two, Josh. You mentioned Tampa Bay. You mentioned Cleveland, and Michael, of course, the Packers. Generally, late in the year, you're going to see big numbers like this because teams have given up and others have something to play for. These, Josh, though, are, are, are a couple of big odd numbers to hang, like 13 and a half now in Cleveland. Yeah, these are huge number guys. And I think, uh, you know, Patrick, you make a great point. When we get to like week 14, 15, now we have week 17 now this year. Like by then, like there's injuries, maybe teams are tanking for a draft pick. Like you're not getting that right now. This is still early. Like whether you're 1-0, 0-1, you still are totally alive in these spots. So for example, like this Browns game, guys, you know, Michael, everyone, it's kind of split a little bit. You know, it was really heavy Browns, but I think throughout the week, maybe it's uh, some betters are saying, hey, Texans in the big points here. But I think you wait this thing out. We're showing some 13 and a halfs out here. And again, Patrick, this spot where uh, not only are you a big dog, where these big dog double digits, 57% ATS in September, but a big dog with a low total. You know, the total's 48. So I would say a low total is probably more like 44, 45. 
but you're you're a sub 50 total with a dog almost getting two touchdowns correlative betting patrick we talk about all the time that's a good spot there if you want to get that dog it's going to make it harder no and michael if you're uh, if you're with houston here hopefully bradley chubb takes a left and doesn't go into the end zone maybe ices it like last year well, Nick Chubb, yeah, I mean, look, it was a 10-7 game, right? And it should have been a 17-7 game, except he laid down on the one, which I still won't forget. But I think this, I think when you give out those plays, I think for the viewer at home and watching on YouTube, you know, 57%, you're going to make money on those. It's when sometimes when these, these, these systems are below that, it's not really in favor of you. Even though it's 53 or 54, that you're going to lose based on the VIG. You got to get above 55 to make money on the VIG on some of these system plays. 57, I never like a 57 system match. I don't think there's gives you enough odds if you're not handicapping the game the right way. So only use these system matches to uh, help your handicapping in certain ways. Don't use them as one and stand for all because I think you make the mistake. For me in this game, I think Houston's undervalued. I really do. I thought they played really well. Their execution was outstanding last week against a bad Jacksonville team. And I think that they'll score. I worry about when this line gets this high, I worry about backdoor covers. Well, well, I worry because the clock becomes your opponent, not yeah. the not the team. No, you nailed that. And But let's talk about this one. I, again, I hate to give Jacksonville credit here, but catching six at home. Okay, so you're telling me week one, they're laying three and a half on the road at Houston. They come back and they're catching six to Denver. Obviously, Michael, I'll start with you. We know Denver's good, but six seems heavy, no? It does, and I, and I didn't want to touch it. I eliminated the game because I, I felt like a backdoor cover, and I worry about Denver melting at the end of the game in the fourth quarter because and then all of a sudden it becomes normal. You know, I, do I think Denver wins? Yeah. Do I think that, that Teddy Bridgewater will do a good job against this defense? Yes. Do I think they'll have a good game plan? Yes. And I worry about Jacksonville. Jacksonville offensive line, especially if Chubb plays today, which I believe he will, against Von Miller and those guys. I think Vic Fangio will give them some real trouble. Josh, you got a minute here. Give me your thoughts on that one. Broncos, Jags, and the number. I'm right there with Michael. This line kind of stinks to me, guys. This is the, again, ultimate buy low, sell high. The same spot that the Colts are in, you're also seeing it with the Vikings going to Arizona, four and a half down to three and a half team that lost versus a team that won and looked good. But here's another example, guys. Look at Denver. Uh, played great. You know, steamrolled there against the, the Giants in week one, 27-13. Covered the three. Jags look terrible. They're on the road, kind of getting lit up there as a favorite, minus three and a half, lose 37-21. But here's the thing. Everybody betting Denver here, Survivor, everybody. I need an easy win. Give me the Broncos yet. They open six and a half. They're down to six, uh, playing in the heat. Also, guys, uh, second straight road game for Denver. That can be a tough spot week, too. I like the points there with the Jags, as gross as it looks. West Virginia. I know. I, I'm not, you're not getting me into that. I'm not, I, this is an elimination game. Don't lump me in that, Josh Applebaum. I'm not on this game. Don't get me in. You're not. This is an elimination game. To the I'm going to drag you to the swamp, Michael. I nope, belong. Nope. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. 
I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.